welcome to Clamp, the <laughs> weekly podcast no. where we discuss all things related to creating, living, and making projects. I'm your host, Grant Alexander, and joining me as always is Jesse Ratfink and Adam Mackey. How you all doing this week? Jesse, what's in your clamps? Wow, that was some serious Hulk Hogan energy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm wide awake now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, this week, uh, basically, we have a couch that is six years old. It has survived three puppies in that time. So um, it's a little ragged. And both of our mm. dogs do that thing where they scratch before they lay down. So it's getting worse every day. Uh, but I have a devised a plan to fix this. I think I'm essentially going to make some very weird quilted patches and then just use for like fusible interfacing and stick them to the couch because I just need it to last for like a year, maybe. Not long. I just need it to last. I don't want to buy a big couch before and have to like move with it because that is kind right. of like on our horizon somewhere. So, mm. yeah. Plus, like, it's, you always like when you move into a new place, the couch you buy may not be a good fit for that new mm-hmm. place. Yeah. That also, like, we even have if that it's problem a, in Oakland. Yeah. Our couch was our whole living room. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like you guys think I'm joking, but literally wall to wall in our living room. It was unreal. That's I remember going to people's houses like that, that like that's like student housing. They're like, my parents gave me this couch <laughs> and this is so I have it. And it's like this crazy sectional yeah. that like goes around the corner and hits two, like three different walls somehow. And you're like, what the hell is that possible? <laughs> yep. So, good times. That's my weekend project, I think. We're going to have really wonky patches on our couch, but maybe I can make them look, uh, what, boho or something? (laughs) I'm not sure. Hobo? Hobo, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's that's more likely. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah. You can add a whole new category to the maker scene. Yeah, the hobo aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so what I've been working on, I am currently shitting bricks, to be honest. I signed on at work this morning, checked my emails to find an email about my new job. So I work tomorrow, straight after work, we're going away for the weekend. And then when I come back to work on Monday morning, I have an interview. And for the interview, I have to make a presentation and pretty much act as if I'm actually training someone in the re- in real life sort of thing and run through this presentation. It's not allowed to be any longer than 10 minutes. So I'm going to try and aim for like nine minutes, 55. So it's like right on the dot. But now pretty much we're our holiday that we have planned for this weekend. I have to spend majority of it sitting behind a computer trying to work out my presentation and and all that. Mm. But I'm not like, I'm not overly concerned about making the presentation. I'm more like, how do I enter the room? And then like, do I just enter and then start the presentation or am I meant to like enter? And like, it's just the, the starting it. Once I get going, I'll be fine. It's just the, 
like the getting in the room and like, do I get in the room and introduce myself? And then they'll say, okay, well, when you're ready to start your presentation or, yes. you know what I mean? Like yes. that 100% <laughs> will be the way they, you will also like, even if it's people, you know, who are like interviewing you, yeah, you should pretend like go into the room, like, like I don't know. As if you've never met that. Like you wouldn't go and train someone. Walk yeah. into the room and just go right into it. You would have some chit chat. You'd have an icebreaker. Mm. They're going to ask yeah. you questions. You know. Well, that's yeah. So I'm. They the they've given me four topics to choose from, and I have to do a presentation on one of them. And the, all the four topics are train related. So I've already picked what topic so. I'm going to do because it's the one that I know the most about. Well, actually, I've heard rumors that when you go for driver trainer, you pick the topic you, yourself and it doesn't have to be train related. And a few people, like the one guy that actually got the job, did it on magic tricks. Oh. So, but yeah, so I was interested in that they actually gave me topics to choose from, which is good because there's one of the topics, every time I do like a training class that we have, like we have to do them every now and then, Everyone struggles on train signals, which is like the traffic lights for trains. And for some reason, I just get it. I just know how, like, I, I understand them and everyone else seems to struggle with them. So I'm going to focus on that. That's going to be my topic. But I'm going to walk in the room as if I'm walking into a room of students because I think that's what they're wanting me to do. They're wanting me to treat them as if they don't know anything. That's and try and teach definitely them. a good uh, way to, like, anytime you're answering a question in an interview – they're not they're not asking you the question because they want the answer. They're asking you the yeah. question so that you they can check off a box saying that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that's and that's like, I, yeah. HR is I what make, I studied in and what yeah. I wanted to do as a career at a little bit. And interviewing people was one of the things I enjoyed, but it is in the government of Canada like difficult because you basically have to be very fluently bilingual to do it uh, mm. because or else you're you end up not being able to interview half the people but the other mm. thing is like they changed to they really pushed it to uh, management uh, they pushed all the functions of that people traditionally see as an HR role to management because managers are the ones making the decision so it kind of makes sense yeah. mm. uh, but if you have any questions or any listeners out there uh you know, questions about HR and stuff. I have a little knowledge and experience in it. it would hmm. Well, by the time this episode comes out, I will have already finished the interview and everything. So, hmm. but essentially I got 10 minutes of the presentation and then a 20 minute interview after the presentation, but it says with the presentation to allow time for questions and stuff. So I assume that's like, as if I'm in a classroom, you know, students are going to ask questions. So, I plan on actually making some questions to ask them at the end to one, show them that like one, I'm trying to make sure that they took on what I've taught. And two, also I feel like having a little like questionnaire of questions at the end helps ingrain what you've learned into your brain. Yeah, totally. So I think, yeah. And I'm going to explain that to them as well afterwards. It'd be like, yeah, I've made this, I'm going to explain to them. Like I've made this couple of questions to try and help ingrain it into your mind and, Make sure you understood what I've taught you. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. and, and I know like this isn't really great for an interview, but I think it would be really funny if you started it off this way, because this is the way I like to do presentations where I'm teaching stuff. Is I like to like start it off with like talking to the people about 
what they're hoping to achieve out of uh, out of oh, yeah, the, yeah. the thing, uh, mm. so that I can have a better understanding of where to focus my attention. Yeah, um, and that's like for an interview, it may not be like a great topic to start, but if anyone's giving training, if you talk to people what what they're hoping to achieve out of something, it really helps you to understand them a lot better. Yeah. I think also too, in saying that, like you don't, when, when you go through train college, you don't have one trainer for the whole thing. So actually going in and and understanding what they've already learned is probably actually a really good point because they might have already done signals and you can say, okay, well, what would you like to try and improve on? What don't you remember or, or whatever. Right. That's yeah. a good point. It's not great for the interview because that's not what they're trying to get you at. But as yeah. if you get this trainer job, then yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the whole like the whole question thing at the end is something that I would do in real life. And that's what made Oh yeah, think no, I think it. that's great too. I just Yeah. Was giving, you know, little pointers. I think is yeah, yeah. what what we do everything we do helps. It in uh we do presentations on like what does our our section in our office do? And yeah we get people to start it off by writing down secretly two to three things that they're hoping, like questions that they're hoping to get answered by attending the presentation. Mm. And then at the end, we get them to look at the the things that they, they were hoping to get answered. And if we haven't answered it, we have a chance to answer it. And if we have answered it, well, then we can, we reinforce it because that's clearly the thing they were looking to learn. Yeah. So you may want to try that one. I think that would be really an interesting Yeah, one that's a good see. idea. Yeah. Uh, if that would be. That well, see, and be that's the thing I, too. Like, like I want to be a trainer because when I went through train college, like the trainers, to be honest, kind of sucked. Like the first time I ever worked a train, my trainer was asleep within three stations. He's like, oh yeah, you got this and just went to sleep. And I'm like, I like oh that just makes me want to be a trainer more because I feel like so many trainers have failed being a trainer in the past that I want to be good. I want to be a good trainer and be good at what? Don't tell do. them that because they no, I'm not going take to. offense. Uh, yeah. Like I get why you're saying it and I 100% just say, you know, I want to be a trainer because I know like it could be really hard. Uh, you know, there's, there's a, Anyways, it's you never know who you're talking to and how they may take your yeah. question. And I also don't want them going back and going, "All right, who was his trainers?" and let's go through <laughs> and work out where they are. And yeah, right. And it might be like their boss now. Right? You never know. Yeah. Uh, or the person who's hired. You know what I mean? Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, good luck. And, yes. Uh, good luck. Post on the Discord. If you guys didn't know any of all you listeners out there, we have a a Discord for the Clamp uh, podcast where you anyone can join the Discord. Uh, and Adam is going to be going on the Discord after the interview at some time ungodly time in the morning <laughs> for us, but at normal time in Australia, and let us know the results of that interview and how he, how he felt it went. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Cool. No, what have I been working on? You ask. Well, I'll be honest. It uh, I've I've been doing a little bit of, like the most. Uh, I don't know. Let me just like look at my photos and see. I've been skating, and I have been working on French. Um, oh, 
because I too would like a promotion at work. And I've, uh, if you work in the government of Canada, you need to have, you need to be bilingual to move up. And if I'd ever want to move up, I need to work on bilingualism. Uh, and if I, if I can't get, get the French, if I can't ameliorate mon Francais, uh, I got to really think about like where I want to go in the future because there's no future for me in the public service without it. So that's where I've been trying to concentrate myself. So I haven't been making as much, but uh, I have some plans for the future Hmm. plans of projects that I want to get done. Maybe involving clamps. So out of curiosity, how long have you been learning French? My entire life, because I live in Canada, and they started in kindergarten. But uh, so I, I left like uh, grade nine was the last time I took it as a student, because that's mm-hmm. the in Canada, well at least in Ontario, you have to take it until grade nine. Uh, and then after that, I didn't take it again until uh, I was in my twenties at, and I joined the government of Canada, and they uh, offered me French training, so I took it, and I got my bilingual certification according to the government. Uh, and then just you know, like I was in a junior position and I didn't have a lot of interactions with French. So I kind of mm. lost it. Um, yeah. So it's probably been 10 plus years since I've really tried to do anything really French related. Uh, and it's just like, that's the problem is, when you're young and have time, they often one. I was lucky and they offered French training, but uh, they often don't offer it to young people. They offer it to like the people who are in positions for supervisory or director level or executive level positions uh, often get offered a lot more uh, training because they want to invest in these people. And I understand that, but you know, they don't have a lot of time because they've got families, they've got, you know, careers, they've got real jobs to do. Whereas like the worker bees can sometimes get away from it. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but I feel like <laughs> I don't have the time now that I had back then to dedicate to, to doing the French. Plus, I feel like in today's world, the distractions are so... Like if I'm trying to do something online and it takes a 33 seconds to load, I'm already on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Because I know my phone, like especially You're if I'm doing so something. I, yeah, which I grew up with, uh, like loading a JPEG <laughs> online would take a, a minute sometimes, right? Like, you know, 266 mm. modem. Remember trying loading to, like, screens? Scale. Yeah, I remember downloading. Like- I remember downloading an MP3 and pressing the like, go and going to bed and hoping yep. the MP3 would be done yep. in the morning, right? <laughs> not the movie, and not like now we stream movies like it's nothing. But a I'm like, I remember this, right? So yeah, I three minutes long. <laughs> yeah, and so so the, I guess I, I've I've realized that my ability to regulate myself has been very challenging Mm. and it's something that I've definitely been dealing with more recently. Uh, And I know part of it is like, 
it's technology isn't helpful in that way. Like it's, they, they design these things to be addictive. Uh, and they like per like they prey on the dopamine hits or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, and I know growing up, I definitely had that same like problem with like TV. The only way I could get away from TV is when the commercials would come on and that would break me out. Yeah. I'm, and I have the same thing now, except for I can swipe the commercials away. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. People watch just commercials anymore. Right. So, I, I guess, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just hard. I realize it's, it's harder now. I realized that I have a problem when I started watching TikTok while going to the toilet. And I must say, number one, not number two. I was watching TikTok while standing there that doing a wee. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> so it's I've I've watched TikTok while brushing my teeth. And not like TikTok or like a YouTube video. While brushing my teeth yeah. with an electric toothbrush. So I can't hear anything. <laughs> right? It's max volume, still can't hear anything, right? You got an electric toothbrush yep. right in your face, right? And I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I holding this up? Like, what? I can't spend 60 seconds away from my phone. <laughs> and this is like, I'm I'm um, so like, I need to, I need to do something. And I've been taking, you know, I saw my doctor and I've been taking uh, meds and now I've been on them for consistently for over a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at first I felt like they helped, but now I feel like they've, You've become immune they to them. Uh, yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's well, that's a big issue with medication. Those, you can yeah. still raise it. I had to raise mine to the max. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> you s- there's still options. Right. So I was on a lower dose, and it like when I first started it, it was working, and it stopped working. Then I got the higher dose, and the side effects were bad. Like they just, I felt like I had morning sickness is the best way I could say, mm. like explain yeah, it to rough. people where I would just like out of the blue, feel like I was like nauseous and about to throw up, which it's not helpful if you're working. Uh, it's not helpful <laughs> if you're doing anything, but like sometimes yeah. it would like come on and I just couldn't battle it. But uh, yeah, so I don't want to, like, I'm afraid to go up to another higher dose if the Side effects aren't going to get better, right? Like they're not going to, oh, new higher dose. It's going to be better, right? And uh, yeah. so I don't know. That's I think my, I just need um, to be more mindful. My wife's on medication for depression and stuff, and she wants to get off it, but she's waiting till I go on annual leave in May so that she can just get off them, like just stop taking them and just deal with the side effects for like the couple of weeks mm. it's going to take. Because she knows it's going to destroy her. I, I ran out of my anxiety meds like two weeks ago or a week ago on a Friday, not realizing. And then I couldn't get my script because it was at our local, we keep it at our local chemist and he was closed on the weekend. So I couldn't get my script till Monday. I For that weekend, I was an absolute prick. Like my anxiety and everything shot through the roof. I'm like, wow, my medication is actually doing something. Right. Because I didn't think it was. Yeah. Yeah, it really does help, but it's sometimes hard to like recognize that it's helping. Mm. I don't know. It can be different. My alarm went off to take my meds this morning and I was like, I was laying in my car and I thought, I better fucking take these meds because I got this thing on Monday and I don't want any reason to be stressed or anxious <laughs> for the next few days. <laughs> right. 
Well, so my biggest problem with it was uh, getting into a routine of taking the. That's meds. why I have an alarm. Yeah. So now I have a, like a thing in the in the morning. It tells it's like it just has a pop up. My notification on my phone says meds, and I have to mark it complete once I've done it. So that's been working for the last month. It was like I was doing it every day with the coffee in the morning. I was had the meds next to the coffee. Get the coffee, take the meds. Everything was good, but like I would miss a day. And I would miss a day on the day I went into the office. Yeah. Right. So like if I miss it and I'm at home, I'm like, oh, I've, you know, oh, forgot. I'll just walk upstairs and get the meds. Right. But if I missed mm. it and I'm already on the bus, I'm like, well, fuck, I'm, you know, completely screwed here. So uh, well, that, that's that was one of my big issues, too, because like, I don't have a routine. I'm not home at the same right. time every day. Mm. Like, so I keep I, I when I get my my packet of tablets, I usually cut like 10 off and I'll put them in a container at home because I spend more time at work than home. And then I keep right. them in my work bag, but I've got some at home as well. So depending on case. if I'm off for that day, well, because yeah. if I've got a day off, I'm not going to go search my work bag for my tablets. I just get them while I'm in the kitchen getting a drink. Right. So all that to say is, you know, dealing with, uh, with different things in your life uh, can be, you know, problematic and, and can stop you from enjoying uh, the things you enjoyed or, or For sure. getting after the things that you wanted to do. Um, but you know, it doesn't stop is it doesn't stop Adam wanting to ask us questions. He tried <laughs> to submit a bunch of ask us anything's, and we said no. You can't. Sorry, Adam. It's Grant you're not. No. You can't. Yeah. I. Well, yeah. Jesse said, yeah, sure. Why not? But uh, you know, I was like, no, 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 no. Instead, let's have it a whole episode where Adam asks us anything. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know, because I was looking at like random username generator so I could just put like a random person asked me the questions, and I was like, this won't work anymore because Jesse's gonna make a post or something and tag them and not be able to find them. And be, or if I do someone that I do know, they'll be like, I didn't ask that question. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, right. so yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I have a few questions that I wanted to add to the ask us anything list. Uh, number one is what is your biggest fear? I can go first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, fire. Absolute. Yeah. The worst injuries I have had are burns uh, so I am forever reminded <laughs> of, you know, fire or extremely hot things like oil. Uh, and also, it doesn't help that we had the wildfire here in 2020. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm fucking terrified of fire. It is one of the scariest things to me. So the, the house three doors down from us. I don't know if you saw my stories. A bunch of people saw like there were eight. Yeah, I saw that. Eight yeah. full fire engines at least eight, there might've been more around the corner and that, and then there was like a bunch of like, you know, like sometimes they have like an SUV or like a panel van fire. That's like from the fire station. So there was eight plus all these other emergency vehicles, plus police officers, plus everything. Uh, so I talked to the, to the guy who's the owner of the house there. I talked to him today. I saw him finally. Uh, it's, I'd seen him like on the day, but he had other things to deal with. Uh, he's in good spirits. You know, he doesn't, doesn't I don't think it bothers him too much. Uh, he's his daughter lives across the street, and that's where he's staying. But uh, 
the the big like I talked to him like what started the fire and uh, mm-hmm. so it's it was two things uh, it was likely a cigarette to, <sighs> so he had renters who smoked and it and it wasn't I don't he doesn't even th- he doesn't know whether or not like they they dropped a cigarette or whatever but they were like smoking on his deck uh, and underneath his deck he had like put a plywood on top of an old pool pump and he didn't have the pool anymore. And he just like put it on there to like protect the pool pump and just forgot about it. And like 10 years later, it was all dried out and rust and dusty and, and all that. So it's probably an ember went on that caught the dust on fire and he had a gas leak, an outdoor gas leak. And this is why it went from like nothing Uh. to like, like that's why eight fire trucks were there. Like it was apparently insane, like the black smoke everywhere. And like, it was hot enough to like ignite uh, the like non like insulation is not supposed to be burnable. It Mm -hmm. melted, it melted stuff. That's like supposed to be the like safe for burning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of gas leaks, um, that is like slightly related <laughs> to my fire fear. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it, in the last couple of years, at some point, I learned that if you have enough pressure from snow on top of your propane tank, it can cause an explosion. Whoa. Uh, I had never considered this. Mm-hmm. Sounds um, possible, like plausible. Like but- How heavy is snow? Well, Very. I mean, you have to think we get feet of snow, and so I that's, can't even. That's like, meters for people in Australia. <laughs> yeah, meters of snow, but three, yeah, I three saw and a half feet a meter. Photos of where that had happened in super snowy areas, and there will just be a fucking crater in the snow. Wow. Was, okay. Oh my god! So I went out there and like <laughs> cleared the propane tank off right away when I saw that. Oh my god! So now you have a fear of snow. <laughs> That's terrifying. It's on the propane tank. Well, so, in other know. words, you're scared of fire, and then you're scared of the opposite snow. Well, also a little of water, like being in the ocean, that is also <laughs> just, terrifying. Just Mother Nature in general. <laughs> Mother Nature, Fair. yeah, she's amazing, and she's a bitch. She will beat your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snow is snow is def- like I don't I've seen a like I remember last year on TikTok there was a bunch of people in I want to say like Oregon but it may have been Colorado but they were like digging out their houses and the snow was like they had cracked like giant beam roof beams in half and like oh. the amount of snow on their roof and just like they had got dumped of like you know, like 10 feet of snow on top of like the normal amount of snow. And it was just like all came so fast that they, there was nowhere for it to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you see in movies of like a cottage in a hill getting smothered in snow, it's probably not accurate. No, it's probably I mean, 100% it, accurate. Yeah. <laughs> like it wouldn't crush. See, I. Oh, no. Yeah. There, there was houses that got crushed. So when you're yeah. on my trailer, if I don't mm-hmm. clear the snow off my trailer. There have been multiple people who have had the trailer collapse. Oh, wow! From snow so, load, like nobody's ever in it, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. stored in the winter, 
and then they come out and I get maybe you didn't think about it with the propane take, but do you not have like growing up making sure you clear off your roof and stuff for this reason? Or is that not something people talk about? So here's the thing. And most of the like Southern United States, you never had to think about that until like recently, you know, and even here we don't clear the snow off our roof. It just has like a really steep pitch. And so most of it, you know, it doesn't stay, but, Oh, I don't know. I'm not as worried about the roof. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, so with the roof, it isn't as a, a big of a deal because one, you got the steep pitch, but also like it generally, the wind takes it away and it falls on mm-hmm. the ground and the propane tank is on the ground. Yeah. So that totally. <laughs> well, I'm assuming the propane what? tank is probably underneath the pitch of the roof too. So all it goes down the roof onto the propane tank. Thankfully it's, it's a little away from the house. I think if it craters, we'll right. be okay. <laughs> How big is yeah. a pro- like propane tank? What are we talking about here? Because like, you mean like you have gas in your house, like your oven runs on gas or something or. It, uh, so she probably has propane. Heating. Yeah. Uh, so let's probably see. like Hank Hill level of propane. Like a tank that's bigger than me, like a huge one. Um, let me see. Like one that you would see at like a service station to fill up a gas bottle. Yes. Right. The, yeah. In the States, they have those as like, if you live in the country, instead of having natural gas or mm-hmm. other things for heat, uh, you, you can use propane. Right. And propane yeah, so I'm assuming. Actually, assuming, ours might be. <laughs> yes, thank you. I don't know what sort of gas it is. You know what I, okay. yeah. yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. So, <laughs> but essentially like. If you don't live in the sticks, you have plumbed gas. Generally speaking, yes, Probably. but it all depends yeah, on okay. where you live. Because we have that here. Yeah, because it's it's definitely varied. Yeah, just right. depending on the house for me. Yeah, like we don't have don't it in know. our street, but our <laughs> our neighbor strange. has two like gas tanks on the side of their house that get replaced. They just mm-hmm. like come around and they swap them over. Yeah. So I I would say. My biggest fear is this is the thing that like keeps me up at night is worrying about like being becoming blind or deaf or maimed or disfigured in a way that stops me from being able to contribute to society uh, in my household or driving or doing things. Like thinking about potentially going blind can keep me up all night. Wow! Which is like a like a definitely like I don't know why. Uh, and it can like enter my head and then just fucking sit there. And I remember, and then Brian House had this thing where he was talking about like existential crises on the podcast and like death <laughs> and stuff. And that night, I was just like, the whole night, I was just like, thinking about going blind. And I was like, why the fuck am I thinking about this? Like, think positive thoughts. And I was, <laughs> and I just like couldn't break it out of my head. And I'm like, this is stupid. You're probably not going to go blind. But like, I don't know. Like, no one in my family is like got the blindness disease. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a, you know, like some people, like as they get older, like my grandmother's over 100 and can still see. She can't hear mm. it all. But she can still see. <laughs> so I think like going blind is like my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. 
So that's um, I suppose there's a fear for everything. Hey, like someone's always scared of something because that would have never crossed my mind to be a thing. I know um, I've heard of a few people that are afraid of uh, death, which is kind of similar to mine. Like I'm, I'm not afraid to die, but I'm kind of like I'm afraid that I will die before I sort of get to live my life, if that makes sense, and mm-hmm. raise my kids and all that sort of stuff. Like if I die, I die. Like I, I don't care about dying, but I do care that I don't fulfill my need beforehand, if that makes sense. So this is where that's my, my fear is not going blind. My fear is living for like 20 years blind after living yeah. for like 60 years sighted and not being able to like, a, not being able to like deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my fear is like uh, the, the, the sense of like, like loss or like the sense of like confusion, the sense of, like knowing you, it could like knowing that you used to be able to do something you can't anymore, mm-hmm. and I guess that can go for anything. Like I guess I look at my like my grandmother uh, over Christmas. I saw her, and it was like honestly like sad. Um, we it wasn't like it was the first time I think like obviously someone who's over a hundred like you're not expecting them to be like you know, jumping around and like doing handsprings or something. But it wasn't like, I, I didn't feel like she was my grandmother anymore. It felt like she was like a shell of a person now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of sad. And I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And that's my fear. So thanks for yeah getting us down this. <laughs> we'll try to go Sorry. up now. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to make it dark, but I just, I wanted to quickly say though, you're saying like, I think the big thing about that is, you know, like so if you're born blind or born deaf, I'm not saying you don't suffer, but if you then, if you were to lose that later on, I feel it'd be so much harder than never having it to begin with. In because some you, ways, you know what ways you're not. missing out on. Right. But you also have the memory, like the memories of it so that you can like, it can help you in navigating stuff because yeah, you get how everything you like was. Now, of course, someone who was in 1930s was sighted and lost it and now is trying to live in the 2020s, like, yeah, that's going to be a little bit of a different story because things have changed yeah. so much. But, you know, I, I think if I lost I suppose, my sight yeah. tomorrow, I would at least understand, like, Generally, how to like grab a railing, where curbs are, understanding yeah. like where doorknobs generally are, and where light switches are. Like the same way, like you walk into a room completely pitch black, you don't just immediately smack the wall, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you were to lose your hearing, would you remember sounds? Like, say, for instance, a train goes past, would you in your mind know what that sounds like if you've heard it? enough times before would you so as a person who has lost their sense of smell i can tell you that i remember smells i remember orange and i remember mcdonald's those are the only (laughs) ones that i can like which probably mcdonald's probably smells nothing like it did when you could smell it right Uh, so i the (laughs) reason like i remember it as a I see a commercial in this, like when I was a kid, I would see a commercial for McDonald's or I would see an orange in a commercial. Like, you know, they used to have like the commercials where there was like a thousand oranges crammed into like a, uh, 
juice box or whatever and the cycle like, we're not yeah. made from concentrate and i don't know exactly why this commercial stands out but i could smell orange whenever i would see that commercial hmm. <laughs> which is like screwed up because i've i can't smell an orange today yeah <laughs> but i can't remember a lot of the other smells yeah. <laughs> all right uh next question is what is your favorite profanity Like define favorite, like the one I want to use the most, the one I like hearing the most, or the one I do use the most. Up to you. Whatever you interpreted the question. And I I think it's just like like an old like motherfucker or something like that. That's a good one. Just fuck. Fuck. Well fuck fuck can be added to everything. So Mm -hmm. Right. Like I think like it depends on like how I'm using it. Like that motherfucker, like, I think there's, like, a the way. But, like, if I was ever, like, trying to do any other uh, accent, it'd be cunt, for sure. But in, you can't do that <laughs> so, in North America. Yeah, so I know, like, as an Aussie, I'm going to say my favorite profanity is cunt. And it's not <laughs> – I don't mean it in a derogatory way. Like, that's the thing. Like, like some people will be then like, oh, you profanity. can't say that word. No, no, no. But I mean, like, some people be like, oh, that's, like, um, offensive. But I don't mean it in the term of, like, it being your vagina. I mean it in the term of, like, you're a cunt or what's up, cunt, or you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like to me, it's, like, it's, it's hard to explain to people because, like, in Australia, it's such a normal word for younger people. Like, yeah. my mom would never use that word or anything. But, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I, like, I just like the word. It just rolls off the tongue nicely. Especially fucking cunt. All right, Jesse. Oh, did y'all? It's shitbird. Yeah, I said it right away. Shitbird. I love that one. Oh, I definitely, I missed it. Shitbird. Mm-hmm. Good one. Very uh-huh. southern. Well, <laughs> what, what is one thing you guys miss from your childhood that you wish you could bring back? And I'm going first this time. Because I worry one of you is still it. So, I know it might sound weird, maybe. I don't know. But, like, Blockbuster. I miss Blockbuster. No, I can understand that. Like, imagine this, right? Like, my kids will never understand the process of your parents being like, let's go to Blockbuster, that excitement, Mm -hmm. having to walk around the shop and find a movie and hope that there's the empty case behind it, that it's available, (laughs) or a video game or whatever, like, you can't beat the joy and process that went through, or they're not mm-hmm. being the empty case and checking the returns bin to see if the see if someone's returned it. Like, you know, I, I still can remember going up to the counter as someone's coming in to return their stuff and me seeing what they have is what I was looking for that was out of stock and be like, hey, could I get that? And they return it. You know, like you never get that ever nope. again. And this is where I feel like a it's the same thing with like Christmas and birthdays. It's like scarcity is what you actually miss. And we have a like we have a if I want something, I just buy it. Yeah. And I know my parents did not live that way. Yeah. Right? I did not like I know I look back and I see all the toys that I had 
And I know I had a lot of them, but I definitely had like even more wants, right? As a kid. But what it was is like, there was scarcity to stuff like Mm. going to Blockbuster. We had in Canada, Jumbo Video. uh, Or maybe this was just like a Kingston thing. But like, yeah, you would go to the video store and you would hope to find that copy of a video. And you would sometimes just like rent something for fun. Yeah, exactly. Right? And now, like now, there's too much available, and at the same time, a lot of it's garbage. Yep. <laughs> and there was a lot, like there, there was a lot of bad movies in the past too. But I feel like there's just so much now, right? Like yeah. you used to have, like yeah. growing up. I remember being in a place where we had like three channels of TV, like mm. four on yeah, a good hundreds. day, where the an- where the antenna would. Yeah, we have now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now, now there's there's no more channels. Channels aren't even a thing. We we don't even have an aerial plugged into our TV. Like for our free to air channels, we just stream them. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. There's it's, no more channels. Channels yeah. aren't a thing. I like one of the things. So if we want to talk about things I miss from growing up, that's related to what we just talked about. Is at one point we had like fifty channels. I think that was the perfect amount. And what I used to do, because TVs used to be able to do this, is as fast as I could as I could press the button, it would change the channel. I used to just flip through as fast as I could and just flipping through to see if anything caught my eye. And I would go through <laughs> the channels twice if nothing caught my eye. Turn it off. And that's how I found Walking Dead for the first time uh, because uh, Norman Reedus was in it and I like Boondock Saints. And I saw mm-hmm. him and I said, I like that actor. Let me see what's happening here. Right? Because it just was like a quick flip, 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 flip. Saw that thing. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. that sounds good. And I saw an ep- episode of Walking Dead and then I was hooked. Right? And I wouldn't have done like today, you can't do that. You would see a title. Right, if you're looking, because now it's all mm-hmm. guide, and you can't like if you've ever tried to flip to the next channel on a you know satellite or cable TV, you can't. Or it's like you know Netflix and Disney Plus, where it's like they're really pushing. Watch my Netflix original. Watch this, you know, yeah. m- the latest Marvel. And I'm like, show me the continue watching, please. I mi- I was in the middle. Yes. Of the <laughs> where the hell is it now? It used to be yeah. at the top. Now it's. Buried. So it, it's interesting you say that with Netflix and everything because, like, and we talked about commercials before, right? Right. That they used to put so much effort into the trailer for a movie and TV show to get you to watch it. But now it's like YouTube. Netflix and everything is all about the thumbnail and how the, the image looks as you're scrolling through their massive lists of movies and mm-hmm. shit. It's but not like that, back in the day where you used to want to see the trailers for everything. Even think about it. it I, I, I hated trailers. Always hated them. Never liked watching them. But I liked movie posters. Movie posters <laughs> to me are something that's almost gone. Yeah. Because now they've taken the same way YouTube thumbnails have gone. Where it's just like someone did something that got popular. O-Face. Right? 
And yeah. then all of a sudden, every single YouTube thumbnail looked like that. And now Mr. Beast is like, oh, no, just smile like a regular person. And guess what? Mm. Now everyone's on their front of their thing smiling like a regular person. And like whatever happens. And that's what's happened with movie posters. Look at movie posters. They all look the exact same. same. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that you hate trailers because I did growing up and now yeah. I like to watch them. Like if we go to the movies, I want to see the trailers. Mm. No, 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 no. Because trailers these days give away all the plot points. And I hate I it. And especially you know, with horror, like you don't want to know what's coming before it happens. Yeah. Right. You know what also pisses me off? Last time we went to the movies, which was like a couple of weeks ago, it was 25 minutes from the time it said the movie started to the movie actually started. Oh my like, that's God. That's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Right. I remember when there was like two trailers. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. And like that was back in the first times that they told you to tell it, turn your cell phone off. There were still only mm-hmm. two trailers, right? Yeah. Ugh. When we when we went the other day, there was like TV ads for like free to air TV. Then the whole turn your phone off thing, and then movie trailers. Like they had like I, I I've never it was the first time I'd ever seen that of like normal ads. It right. was weird. That is weird, but that's the way. Anyways, let's not get down that crumbles. dark path. Uh, <laughs> next question. Oh, wait, Hang I on. didn't answer. Just, Did I? Yeah. Mm. No. Okay, so this you one is from your what you wish from your childhood with still around. Uh, what do you wish you could bring back? What do you miss and you wish you could bring, bring back? back? Clean lakes. I know that is kind of a random one, but when I was little, my whole life was swimming in Kentucky Lake, and now yeah. I would not set foot in that thing. Uh, you know, it's funny. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. When I, when I grew up, it. yeah, when I grew up, there was a, a place not far from me now. We just call it the footbridge. And we would go there all the time. Like, every, like, grew up, my wife hates going there because my whole life, every single birthday party and everything was there. <laughs> Whatever. But- like we would jump off the bridge into the water and all this stuff. I wouldn't step foot in that water now. Yeah. It's disgusting. I mean, some people yeah, still do, people. but it's not popular like it used to be. Yeah. So I get and it. I, yeah. Let's not go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait <laughs> on this one because. Yeah. We shouldn't elaborate on this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, speaking of blockbuster, what is your favorite type of movie? I wonder. Wonder, Jesse. Y'all want to go first? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's your yours. I, do you do you want me to go first to actually explain what I mean though? Because I don't mean genre. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So my well, I mean, I kind of mean genre, but like my favorite type of movie is heist. I love heist movies, not just crime movies, but like specifically heists. Like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, like Ocean's Italian Eleven. Job. Italian job. Yeah. I, I'm watching one at the moment called Hello High Water on Netflix, which is pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Inside Man's one of my favorites. All right. I'll go. My favorite type of movie is post apocalyptic movies. And they can be horror. Like I am Legend. They can be. I am Legend is great. Like uh, zombie movies are often post apocalyptic. Mad Max, post apocalyptic. Like, it's not. It's not about 
uh, like zombie. Like I'm not a zombie guy. They happen to be in the genre of movie, but like I don't like the like try and horror scare you thing. I like the post apocalyptic human side of things. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like that so much. Uh, <laughs> and, it's and I like, like zombies. People are terrifying, but turn it up to 20. And I'm just like, no, that I've had enough of that in my life. Thank you. <laughs> so I tend to like stuff that is supernatural, otherworldly, I would say is probably my favorite subgenre of horror. Just because I think it's really horrifying to be put up against something that you don't recognize, like, you know, a human I recognize and I can understand that they can either be good or horrible or somewhere in between, but you can't really, when it's like a woman with long hair crawling out of the wardrobe in your room and under the covers with you. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like stuff. Like I love fiction. Fiction's the made up one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I like fiction. I don't like stuff that can't be real. Mm. Like I, you know, like I love heist movies because it could happen or it has happened or, you know, whereas like, I mean, Fast and the Furious, we, we finally watched Fast 10 the other day and it was full of so much bullshit. It's not funny. And I'm like, I didn't mind, like the movie was, it was kind of enjoyable, but man, it's just full of shit. Right. Whereas like number so one, for instance. Yeah. It's so realistic, so much more like could happen. They did like Fast Eleven, or have to be like they steal the moon, right? Like, you know, they they've really jumped the shark, as they would say, um, hmm. for the, all the old people who understand that reference. Uh-huh. But even even you take like you know like the Saw movies, I prefer gore over horror, like jump scares and stuff. Mm. Saw movies theoretically could happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like sure. There's no, there's nothing in there that's like magical or yeah, whatever. Like it, it could theoretically happen if someone was like mentally fucked up enough to <laughs> and be had enough money and time. Yeah, yeah they could you know, do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it could technically happen. Um, I mean, in saying that, like, I love magic. So one of my favorite movies is Now You See Me, and I understand that stuff can't really happen. A lot of the stuff they do, but. It's still like, it's interesting, but like, it's like the, the supernatural stuff. I can't get into that and zombies and all that. I'm just, I don't know. Well, there you go. We have three different <laughs> likes yeah. there. That worked out. Well, well, there we go. I think, you know what? I have I one more like? question. Oh, you do. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, this one's should anything. Another. But, yeah. This, qu- this question is just for Grant. Who are your favorite people in the world? My favorite people in the world are our Patreon supporters. That was actually slick. I will give you that. <laughs> Your face was so good when you realized. <laughs> uh, especially the F Clamp level supporters: Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, Joe Herdina, David Wood from DW Woodbuilds, Brad from I'm Gonna Make, and Chad from Chad's Custom Creations, and everyone else who supports us over there at uh, Patreon.com slash Clamp. Uh, you know, if you support us there, you get access to the after show plus the hundreds and hundreds of uh, pre-shows and after shows we did in the past. Uh, you also get entered into the Gnome Hammer draw, 
which uh, is a monthly draw for a hammer from the uh, previous guest, Gnome Hammer. And you can uh, get access to that. Everyone who enters there, uh, everyone who's a supporter of this podcast and a couple others uh, gets one entry. And if you sign up on his Patreon, you can get more entries. So if he's making a particular uh, hammer that you really want, uh, you should go and uh, sign up on his Patreon. And you also get a keychain uh, made by me, which are actually in production right now. They're sitting in clamps, uh, being, you know, uh, accepting the leather is accepting its fate of being squeezed into <laughs> submission as a clamp keychain. But uh, yeah, if you go to patreon.com slash clamp, you can get there. And we also have merch. I'm not wearing it today. Is, is anyone? No, none of y'all are wearing yep. it. But if you go to our website, you can uh, get access to our merch. It's really high quality stuff and comfortable. And uh, yeah, go on, go on over there. I'd really like to see one person in the real world wearing the <laughs> Clamp Podcast uh, design on their on themselves. That would make me very happy for 2024. So can't wait. And until <laughs> then, let's go into Clampmendations. Clampmendations. My Clampmendation this week is a show slash documentary that I watched on Netflix called American Nightmare. Uh, this was the most weirdest story I have heard in so long. So I don't want to give too much away, but essentially this couple's asleep. Three people break in tie them up, kidnap the woman and all this. And then like the next day, the guy rings up to report his girlfriend as being kidnapped. But like his 911 call is like so mellow and like calm and stuff. And it's like, he clearly did it right. The cops pin it on him and do no sort of like investigation. They're just trying to find off him where he's put the body or whatever. She turns up two days later, just daughters along. Next thing they think that she set the whole thing up to, prove a point to him because he was cheating on her or something and like all this stuff. And like everyone put it down as like a hoax and that it was all fake and all this. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm, I'm like, who did it? One of them did it, you know, like the whole story is so unbelievable. And yeah, it's in, it, I don't want to give too much away, but it's an insane story. That is what Tyler told me. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. if you've ever seen the movie Gone Girl, they're calling her. They called her the Gone Girl, like she was copying the movie mm. Gone Girl. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's a hell of a movie to aspire uh, to, but you know, ten minutes in, I'm like the guy. Like the guy failed a lie detector test, but then you find out in part three that. It was inconclusive, and the guy was only saying that he failed it to try and get him to confess. So, like mm. the cops, the the cops were like so they they did the worst job ever. You know, like they never tried to find any kidnappers or anything. They just assumed yeah. it was the couple. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds intense, and oh. I'm definitely gonna have oh, to watch it, was, it at yeah. some point. Watch it. It's only three parts. Oh, part one's bad. on okay. him. Part yeah. Part one's on him. Part yeah. two's on her, and then part three is like the whole story. Yeah, I like this new three part thing that Netflix is doing. Mm. Like so much nicer than dragging it out over six, which is what they used to do. And sometimes I would feel like I was so learning anything yeah. <laughs> for like two episodes. Well, 
And I will say the thing that I loved the most about YouTube at the beginning was that people made things the length they needed to be made. And mm. now I feel like people are skinned back into the like, it's almost like, you know, the old 22 minute episodes of, of episode, you know, or like Netflix trying to, it needs to be six, six is the number. I'm like, well, this story can be told in four. We'll stretch it out mm. for six. Right. Mm. Or no, it needs to be three. So condense it down. And like, I fucking hate that. I'm like, how long should the season of TV be? As long as it takes to tell the story. That's it. Yeah. I think this this documentary was done really yelling well. Yelling at fucking clouds. I think it's what <laughs> uh-huh. is happening. It was it was very like his side, one episode, her side, another episode, but they didn't really conflict. Like it was completely separate stories in a way because like it was like she wasn't they weren't together, so it wasn't like they both yeah. had the same thing to talk about in a way. Yeah, I like I wanna Google it, but I'm not going to. I'm not gonna do it. No, okay. don't Google it. The story, yeah. like the <laughs> The ending is very intriguing and crazy to put together. Oh, I wonder if I can hear like sirens happening out in the living room right now. So I'm like, I wonder if he's watching it. So I might learn something when I go out there. Um, <laughs> but my clamendation for this week, uh, I am going to recognize. Uh, I always said recognize, like I'm handing her. <laughs> I am going to recommend everyone check out. Momo 75 on Instructables. She is probably the most prolific food author that we have. She has 62 contest wins, I think, and almost all of them are food. Uh, Her photos are gorgeous. Her documentation is amazing. She explains every single step. I just, yeah, everything about the way she presents it is wonderful. Um, And I especially recommend the Oreo crust, no-bake cheesecake, blackberry bars. I can't remember the exact title, but there was a time where I was like living off of those. (laughs) So yeah, if you do nothing else, make those and your life will be better. Yeah. Wow. I would say I'm looking at her uh, stuff. I would say everything she makes even if it's a decoration seems to be made out of food. Oh yeah. Cause she has a Christmas decoration made of pasta. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. You know, yeah, like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. She knows what she likes. So I'm going to recommend everyone go check out this video from Andrew Richard makes. It is crafting my ultimate woodworking workbench. Unveiling my masterpiece is the current title. He probably will change it up because that's what people do these days. <laughs> but uh it has gotten a lot of views actually like over 20,000 views in 8 days which is a lot considering he only has he has less than 1,000 subscribers so everyone should go check it out uh and uh you know it's a one a beautiful uh workbench but he's got some cool things in the video about uh kind of like talking to himself from the past through text messages. I don't know. You got to go watch the video. <laughs> oh, my and you'll gosh. Figure it out. There's a storyline. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think that's why it's doing so well. I think. Mm-hmm. It, like I do think like it is a beautiful workbench and with some really cool uh, features in it. But, uh, yeah. Go check it out. Good video. Now, 
the next thing we will do is an ask us anything because we didn't ask enough questions. So go. Mm-hmm. Ask us anything. I will quickly so. say we have heard your demands and Jesse has been tasked to redo the Ask Us Anything <laughs> yes. song. It won't be this week. It won't be this episode, as you can just tell, but it is coming. Oh, no, yes. hold on. I have All you got to do is put it through a filter that gets rid of the tinny stuff, and you'll be okay. Just filter no, it up. you can re-record something. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can say as, it again. I'll do it. <laughs> as we talked about... I have this big thing on Monday and I ain't doing all that this week. So Mm -hmm. don't expect any special edits this week. (laughs) (laughs) I would appreciate just a normal edit. That would be great. Great answer. Be done. (laughs) Be nice. (laughs) Okay. Where my words don't get cut off. Yeah, my bad. (sighs) Speaking of cutting people off, Jesse, go ahead. Yes. (laughs) Ask us anything for this week. Dave Bauer Art, what inspired you to start podcasting? My answer is Grant asked me, so I will let you guys Grant, answer Grant's that. answer is Adam asked him, <laughs> so I guess I'm taking this question. There you go. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I listened to a lot of podcasts before we started this, and I just I felt like I had so – like I was always talking back to the radio, like to the podcast. Like every time I listened to a podcast, I had something that I wanted to say about what they were saying about. And I'm like, I need my own podcast so that I can do that. <laughs> there that you go. pretty much and was it. Like I kind of just always wanted to have one, yeah. I like having the banter of talking with other people every week. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. nice. There you go. And I was in I, – I thought, why not? Someone else is going to do all the work. I'll do it. Jimmy Duresta <laughs> told him to say yes to everything, so he said yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, with that in mind, I want to thank TF Turning for the theme song. He said yes to making us a theme song, which we got to reach out to him and get another one. New t- 2024 yeah. Diddy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> until next time, if, you want, if you're looking for us, you can find us on all the usual social media mm-hmm locales by searching for clamp podcast or clamp cast uh and you can you know head there and if you'd like to write us a review head on over to apple or spotify or wherever you can write a review and uh and we'll read it here regardless of the star rating bye bye, bye.